Oh, week five. We're here, guys. Back better than ever. You know, coronavirus. Shut down, uh, can shut down a couple games, but can't shut down this podcast. Welcome in, guys. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger. As always, I'm here with Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek. Guys, how we doing? Could could be better. Kind of rough week for us last week, but uh, you know we're we'll, we'll grind it. We'll we'll get it back. Yeah, yep. Gambling wise, uh, not our best showing, but uh, you know we'll bounce back. And uh, you know before we get into that though, uh, we do got some uh, some news and notes that we got to cover. So Robbie, hit us with the news. Ooh, we got we got quite a bit of news here. Uh, we're we're gonna start it off uh, a little on the softer side with uh, Dwayne Haskins being benched. Um, this Ooh, is week. that a jab? Soft side? I, I, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, Riverboat he, Ron had not, enough. He, Riverboat Ron is absolutely done with it. What would you say that he's Haskins isn't even getting any reps at all anymore? Like yeah, like not not on. a single snap in practice. Even even <laughs> not even rough. practice team like yeah he, I mean he, I think they're just completely done with that dude yeah I mean as he, as as are we after two weeks ago when it burned us for oh, absolutely <laughs> God, too yeah. many interceptions the team speaking of another guy that's done Bill O'Brien fired for uh, poor coaching poor GM whatever you want to call it uh, they've uh, who's who's their interim right now that's something I probably should have looked up before it but. I feel like it's like um, Wade Phillips or somebody. I don't know. <laughs> alternate universe. Can you imagine the situation where like the Texans draft Trubisky instead of Watson? Like, don't do this to me. Come on. Fuck that team would be. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah. I'm tired of like reimagining oh, yeah. what could have happened at that draft. <laughs> <laughs> Not had enough. Fox already puts up the animation for us every week yeah. when we watch the Bears. So, <laughs> I mean, Bill O'Brien wasn't a bad head coach. One of the worst GMs. Like, that was aw- awful. Well, well, with this 0-4 team, they, well, at least they've got good first and second round picks that are with the Dolphins right now. Heard something. Eee. Bill Bryan lost exactly, or won exactly zero games without Nuke. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it not nuked surprised. his career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and more disaster coming our way. We've got a uh, Hurricane Delta currently in the Gulf. Um, looking to come up through Louisiana up towards uh, New York area. I think Sunday we're going to be looking at it hovering over Tennessee, Kentucky. So you got to keep an eye out on those games happening there, especially Titans got a home game, which, you know, is that one even going to happen? Yeah, there's a lot of ifs with that game right now. <laughs> so you're telling me Hurricane Delta could make a difference? Oh, oh my math jokes. That's a, that's a Love math it. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, Greek humor. <laughs> Man, you got to add that one to our repertoire right there. Um, Sorry, I just derailed that with a horrible hey, joke. That, that's fine. <laughs> you got to love the, the bad jokes. <laughs> I call them rad jokes. Rad right jokes. Um, but, uh, yeah, speaking of Titans game, that one might not even happen because of a big covid outbreak on the tennessee side and now other teams are looking to have the same issue you, you know the the patriots broncos game is in question right now because uh gilmore got gilmore it, yeah. got it. Uh, it it's spreading around uh, chiefs 
came still have a little bit in their organization. Raiders just popped up too, um, which is not not great either. Um, this is just not looking great for the league overall. Um, you you got to imagine with the Titans, um, they though specifically they've got to get hit by a fine. Like, yeah, I I mean last week there was reports that they um, hit a workout. Um, which was against the rules. When oh, at a high school, right? At a high school, so they, they might lose a draft pick. They, I mean, they it might be a late should. one, but yeah, they I mean, probably should. NFL doesn't tend to like mess around with with this kind of thing. They, they should absolutely do that. They, they mean, only they, they, just... they only care about player safety when it's convenient for them to care about player safety, <laughs> which is right now. Which is right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, this kind of all goes back to I was surprised the NFL didn't implement like a one week like universal buy in the middle of the season just with everything going on so that they had something to fall back on in case they had to push a bunch of games back and uh yeah i mean now it's just like it's a scheduling nightmare um and they're trying to they're trying to move things but you know i think we talked about this uh previously like with the super bowl venue it's like it's hard to uh it's hard to like you know just like change the date for the super bowl because you've like got a venue locked up and um all that stuff so but yeah, I, I mean they should have absolutely. They should have built. They like, should have planned for it. Come yeah. on, like, are Raj. we even thinking in the what was it six months they had to prepare? Yeah. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty, which is also a terrible joke. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, we gotta get talking about some games. Here. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the games that were in week four. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, this is also not great uh, <laughs> uh starting with our locks of the oh, week no. i'll just i'll i'll fall on the sword first here guys bears plus two and a half lock of the week so I missed. yeah it, it, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be nick Foles, maybe maybe tomorrow i don't know we'll see uh robbie uh ravens minus 13 yeah there it is right. Not, yeah you know good good job thanks for salvaging this adam 49ers minus seven so I and I started believing Kyle Shanahan, man, stabbed me in the back immediately. <laughs> Against the Eagles, yeah. all teams. Yeah, yeah. God, uh, both those teams are just terrible teams to root for. Yep, and then our uh, our podcast parlay, we had Packers, yay, uh, Cardinals, so I Texans. So I missed. Yeah. Uh, Double Brian. Down, two, <laughs> down two units last week. Not great. Oh, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna keep battling back here. We're gonna, we're gonna keep things going. We're gonna trudge ahead. All we gotta do is hit one. All right, guys. So with that, uh, why don't we get ready for a new segment? We're calling it "Who's the Imposter?" Ooh. Based on the recent uh, internet trend of playing the game Among Us. So. Uh, we're gonna take a look at some uh, some teams that uh, you know. There's an imposter among them. So I'm gonna read these off, and we each gotta pick who we think the imposter is. We've got the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Bears, the Colts, the Raiders, and the Browns. Robbie, why don't you start? I'm I'm gonna start it off with. The Cardinals. I I don't think this this team has had a lot of hype. I mean, I was I was a little bit on board for well last year, um, just with the Cliff Kingsbury um, try, trying that new spread offense to try to 
get get a brand new style into the NFL, and it's just not been working. Uh, it's they're just struggling to move the ball. The defense has just not been looking good at all either. Um, I I think right now, what are they sitting at two and two? I I don't think they could even be above. 500 really this year I, I think they're below 500 team that, they're a Jekyll and Hyde team for sure because they look pr pretty damn good the first two weeks and then just awful these last two weeks so yeah defense uh, is really taking a step yeah, back yeah they got they got they got to start running the ball there uh, for their offense to be effective yep uh, for me guys I'm calling out the Cleveland Browns as the imposter here uh, week one they played a Ravens team and uh, you know they lost, but uh, they've gone on a run. They beat the Bengals, that team, and then last week the Cowboys. But all three of those teams are anything but impressive, especially the Cowboys. And so I have to ask myself, you know, when is this Browns team going to come back to earth? Got a home game against the Colts this week. I think we're going to see what the Browns' true colors really are. <laughs> All right, uh, and then my my imposter is the hometown beloved Bears. Uh, you know Matt Nagy. You know when I don't know it. Eventually, magicians run out of tricks, and I think we're at that point for Matt Nagy. I mean, he he just got completely outcoached, outclassed by uh, uh, Frank Reich, and you know I I haven't seen really any improvement from this scheme since 2018. Um, it's the same problems, and if you're not going to be able to adapt and change to what the defenses are presenting, you're not going to succeed, no matter who the quarterback or whoever you have the scapegoat be for that week. So I, I'm just not a believer in this offense, and I think they're the imposter. Yeah, Nagy is... Uh, he's riding off the coattails of that 2018 defense that Vic Fangio set up. Yeah, yep. he's on thin ice. Yeah, he's it's, I mean, he had Trubisky as a scapegoat for so long, and now, you know, yeah. Mitch wasn't the imposter. Yeah. yeah. Offensive coach, you got to do better than what you're doing right yeah. now. Yeah, you have absolutely. to. They fired essentially the entire offensive staff under him last year, and we're looking at pretty much the same Same results. issues, yeah. What's the common denominator? Yep. Who's the imposter? Yep. And Aggie. All right, well, there you have it. Imposters, Bears, Cardinals, and Browns. So... Um, yeah, I don't see any of those teams uh, making strong playoff runs or any noise in the playoffs for that matter. But all right, guys, uh, it's time to take a look at week five. And uh, it's a good slate of games. We've got the Lions and the Packers on by this week, so keep that in mind. Um, it's unfortunate for us because we've been making so much money on the Packers. But so uh, Oh, man. All of us have not <laughs> lost on the Packers, man. We need to, uh, we need to figure this out, though, because we can't, we can't rely on them any longer. <laughs> um, all right. Game one, as we've alluded to, it's uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into Soldier Field in Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Bears are three and a half under, uh, underdogs at home in this one with an over-under set at 44 and a half. Uh, Robbie, we'll start with you. What do you think happens in this one? I think they, the Bucks are hit with a bunch of injuries right now. Um, they've uh, Godwin's out for sure. Uh, Leonard Fournette is out too. Um, he's doubtful, yeah, so he's probably getting that out. 
Yeah, or okay. probably He's out. officially doubtful. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike Evans is questionable. I I'd expect him to play. Man, that that injury did look pretty bad to him. Um, so, but I I mean I, when I'm looking at this game, I kind of see it kind of. Honestly, I kind of see the Buccaneers and Colts as kind of similar teams. So I'm kind of basing him a little bit off how the Bears performed against the Colts. Uh, I think the Colts defense is better. Then the Bucks defense, I think the Bucks offense is better than the Colts offense. Um, so I think you're going to see the Bears be able to put up more of a fight on offense this week and not just have that dud that they did last week. But um, I th- think the Bucks um, will we'll have a little more success. Um, I, I, I've just been looking at this game. I, I'm leaning on the Bears side to cover three and a half. I think this game should be close. I, I liked where it opened up at five and a half, but, um, because I, I do think the bears could keep it close, but, um, and I, I think this is really going to be a low scoring game too. Um, just this with all the injuries and honestly, a little bit of a gut feeling, you know, I, I really think that this is going to be one of those, we've been seeing a lot of Thursday night games where they've been shootouts, but I think this is one that's going to be a grind them out kind of game. In Chicago, it's going to be chilly, 50 degrees or so. Um, and you know what? I have, uh, admittedly, I haven't been that great with the over-unders so far this year. But this one, I just feel like it's got to go under here. So I'm going to lock that one in. It's a lock! No! Wow, all right. Locking it up early here. The Thursday night lock. Get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I'm uh, I'm leaning the other way, Robbie. Not on the over under. I know better than to touch those. Um, but I'm I'm thinking the Bucks in this one. Um, you know, I just the Bears' pass rush to me has been, you know, a low key problem for them for the last two seasons. They just haven't uh, really generated as much pressure as you know the names would suggest uh, that they have on their team. Uh, really, uh, one of the only guys that's you know getting consistent pressure out there is uh, Akeem Hicks, and so uh, you know it's it's just been a struggle for them. And I think you know with this Tampa Bay team, if if you can't generate uh, pressure on uh, Tom Brady, it's just it's going to be tough for you because he's got he's got weapons now. I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries, but I think you know the Bears defense just isn't as good as they've been built up to be in the past. Um, you know we saw the Colts. You know, and Phil Rivers' dead arm uh, be able to, you know, make things work and throw up a few deep balls, and, and the Bears just couldn't make plays. Um, and I think, you know, Tom's a, Tom's a better quarterback at this stage of his career. I think uh, I think he could he could carve up the Bears' defense in this one. I, I just, you know, with that fact combined with, I, I don't trust the Bears' offense to move the ball at all right now. They have no running game whatsoever. So uh, I, I, can, I think this one could... You know, it'll be a close game, but I see more of like a, a touchdown difference at the end rather than the three and a half uh, that's indicated here. So I'm going to lean Bucks. I'm going to lean Bears here. I'm actually think I'm going to take a money line because, I mean, in my opinion, it's probably, you know, it's probably a toss up on who wins this game. I think it, you know, in my, I would think this game would be more of a pick em. Um, You know, the Bears pass rush, you're, you're right. They have low key been an issue, but I, I see this as maybe a, a get right game um you know the Colts offensive line is you know up there top three and best in the league and they still didn't move the ball on the ground like the Bears Bears defense was very good last week um 
you know, that wasn't why they lost that game. Um, I, I think the defense will have some success and probably limit the Bucks under 20. Um, yeah, I love the under there, Robbie. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just think that the Bears somehow find a way to make, make enough plays to keep this close. And, you know, last week, uh, you know, uh, Cleo Mack, bad drop on a pick in their own, their own uh, you know, 20 zone. But, mm-hmm. you know, that could have changed things. I think Bears find a way to make a play and, uh, you know, pull one out here on, on uh, prime time. Because yeah. you know, God, God knows it looked horrible last week after getting flexed at three thirty for the whole nation to watch. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, the Bears defense, uh, kind of going off that, they haven't been great, but it's also tough when your offense uh, keeps you on the field for so long when they can't even put a drive together and they just go three and out. Um, I mean, I still think the Bears are top five unit. I mean. You could safely say they're top ten unit. I, I think we could agree on that. But uh, they're they're still good. Um, yeah, a couple bad breaks, but I, they t- should do better against this week, Bucks. Yeah, they they really oh, miss miss <laughs> missed Mitch's mobility and 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 you know ability to run the ball. I feel like you know defenses did not have to account for Nick Foles and and that that sort of made a difference and they weren't able to move the ball. But you know, hopefully, like I said you got to make adjustments in this league, so hopefully Nagy can dial up something. Bears can pull this one out. We will see. All right, guys, game two. It is the Los Angeles Rams heading out east to take on that football team from Washington. Uh, That team is a seven-point dog at home here with an over-under set at 45 in this one, guys. Um, I'm leading the Rams here. Uh, This is... uh, I think they're going to bounce back from that kind of a weird showing they had last week against the Giants where their offense just couldn't get anything going. Goff uh, struggled, and there wasn't much uh, room to work with in the running game for him either. But, you know, the defense really showed up for them, and, uh, you know, that, that defense travels. And I think uh, they're going to give uh, that team some fits, uh, especially with uh, Kyle Allen starting in place for Dwayne Haskins this week. Uh, you just got to think, you know, new quarterback, I don't know. I, I don't think it bodes uh, success against a tough Rams unit that I would say is a, a top five defense in the NFL. Um, so with that said, yeah, I, I don't see uh, the team being able to mount really much offense against the Rams. And, you know, I just think uh, too many too many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not really sure what last week was, uh, but I think they bounce back, and I like them to cover the seven. Yeah, I'm going to lean the other way. I'm going to go team uh, here to cover the seven points at home. I mean, these are two pretty good defenses going up against each other. Um, I mean, you, we've seen the problems with the team so far this year. Most of them have been Dwayne Haskins' turnovers at inopportune times. Uh, you know, clearly they've had enough of him. Moving on to Kyle Allen, hopefully that'll provide this. I mean, they don't really need a whole lot from the quarterback position for this team to be successful. They got pretty uh, you know, good run game, good defense. Uh, I think they find a way to keep this one to a one score game at home. Uh, maybe they a little bit rejuvenated with a QB change. Um, but you know, I, the Rams didn't look that great last week. Um, you know, I, I expect the offense to bounce back, but yeah, I like the under here and I like the team, uh, with the points at home. Um, before I talk about this game, uh, I do want to preface that, um, it, we, 
we've kind of noticed to start this season a bunch of overs, and we've been seeing the Vegas lines each week going up and up. Um, last last week, though, it seemed like it started to plateau a little bit. Uh, we had seven overs, six unders, and two pushes. Um, so I, I think it's starting to get to the point where defenses are starting to get get everything together um, because, you know, it's tough for defenses with no preseason and not a lot of training camp to really get start to gel. And even still this week, I, I've seen all, all these over-unders seem to be even higher than last week, um, which seemed to be pretty fair um, for where it's at. So I might be doing quite a bit of unders. And on that point, I, I'm with, with you, Adam. Like, I love the under in this one, um, especially since there could be a chance that Hurricane Delta um, is close enough to Washington that it brings in some showers all day. Maybe maybe nothing heavy, but enough that it will make it a little sloppy and a little more of a grind them out uh, kind of game, which kind of makes me worried I'm gonna that I'm taking the Rams side in here to cover seven. Um, just because if, if I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, um, this could be pretty easy for the team to keep it close, but I, I think the Rams are a way better team and, um, they should be able to pull away from a, a team that is starting Kyle Hallen. Um, I'm, I'm not so confident in his ability. I'm still shocked that Alex Smith must not be healthy yet. Right. I think he is. I don't know. Is he? I, that, that I, I mean, he's number play. two, right? We, did, we all not. talked about it before the podcast. I think that was a surprise that yeah. he's not the starter, in our opinions. But Yeah, something must be going on. Um, yeah, maybe maybe he's not 100% comfortable on it yet. Uh, Which could be very fair. Could be I a mean, tank situation. I don't know. <laughs> could be. Well, I mean, NFC East, there is no tank there this is year. No there tank. is no tank yeah. in that division this year. They all uh, want they, it. I mean team could easily tank for Trevor. I mean, they've shown that they, they're they giving up on Haskins already. Yeah. You so. can tank for Trevor and win that division at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Game three. It's the uh, the fight in Minshews. The Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, Texans are six-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, uh, despite the fallout from the firing of Bill O'Brien. The over-under is 54 uh, I'll start this one off, guys. I'm I'm on the Jaguars. I think this is the big Sean bounce back game of the week for me. Um, Jags had a tough one on the road in Cincinnati last week. I thought that was a game they'd be able to pull out. Uh, didn't happen. Um, you know, Cincinnati did a good job on the defensive side of the ball, uh, containing them. But uh, you know, I think with Chark playing, I think the Jags are able to do just enough. And I think this uh, the disarray on the Texans uh, side will uh, you know. We'll show on the field here this week. I think there will be some uh, some confusion out there and a little bit of a learning curve under a new staff. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Jags here uh, plus the six and a half. I think uh, that number's too big. Yeah, I, I'm with you there on the Jaguars. Um, uh, yeah, Texans got a whole bunch of disarray with Bill O'Brien being gone, um, and. Jags just have been getting up so far for these AFC South games. Um, I kind of expect them to at very least keep it close. Six and a half is a big amount of, that's a, that's a tall order for a team that's 0 four right now. Um, and kind of with that, uh, I, I'm thinking about taking the under here because that 54 just seems pretty high for Texans team who 
his offense hasn't really gotten it together at all. Um, and I, I know their defense hasn't been great, and I'm sure the drag wires will be able to capitalize it. But it this one just seems like it's going to be an under two. That's that's a lot of points for these two teams, in my opinion. Um, so I, I really like the Jags here, and I really like the under. I'm going to take the opposite side here again. Uh, I'm going to go with the Texans here. I don't feel great about it. Probably going to stay off this game. Um, I don't know what this Texans team going to look like, you know, with Romeo Cronell. I can't. I can't talk today. Uh, but him taking over as the intern, um, you know, this is an own fourteen that's fighting for their lives right now. And I, on paper, I think they are the more talented team. And you know, maybe maybe they decide to let let Deshaun cook. Um, they were running the ball way too much with David Johnson. I mean, even going back to the last couple of years, they were a team that ran the ball way more than I think their their team was set up to do, and and more than they should. And, I, I expect the Texans to bounce back here and, and you know, probably cover. Um, like I said, I'm not, not feeling great about this game. I know the Jags, um, interdivision, they'll, they'll get up for this game, and I think they're a little bit underrated as a, as a team. But, um, you know, I, I think I, if, you had, if I had to choose, I'll, I'll take the Texans here. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're yet to agree uh, on a game yet, but that's all right. Game four, uh, maybe it changes here. Uh, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles heading into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are seven-point favorites at home in this one. Uh, after uh, technically having their bye last week uh, due to the Titans' outbreak, uh, so they are got some fresh legs, and uh, the over-under is 44. Uh, so, Adam, why don't you start this one off? I, like this. I really like the Steelers here. This is going to be one of my confident picks this week. Um, you know they were they were pissed they were pretty pissed off they went to social media sort of voiced their frustration with them sort of getting the short end of the stick here for you know having an early buy when you know they didn't break protocol that none of them had any COVID uh, players and you know I Steelers have impressed me so far this year um, and you know at home against on a on an extra week's rest against a banged up Eagles team. Um, that I, you know, I'm not a huge believer in, especially that defense. I think, I think the Steelers' defense is going to eat this week, and I, I just don't see, other than maybe Miles Sanders, any playmakers on the Eagles doing much. So, um, you know, give me the Steelers here. Seven's a lot, but I, I fully expect them this to be a, uh, you know, multi, multi-score game. I'm right with you. I feel pretty good about the Steelers here. I'm not touching. Uh, no more unders for me. I'm done with unders right now um but yeah these uh i i completely agree with everything you said yeah the steelers they're they're fresh off this bye against i an eagles team i don't i don't believe in at all i i know they just surprised the 49ers especially us here last week but i'm not really buying into it that much Uh, i mean that niners team was still beat up a little bit i mean yeah so they whooped up on a Giants team earlier or the week before when they were beat up, but I yeah I'm not buying this Eagles team though. Um, I I think the Steelers could run away with this one. Um, seven points. I think they could at least get a touch went be up by a touchdown here. Um, I I like them. Yeah, for me, um, I I'm gonna pick the Steelers here. I'm a little less confident in it uh, just because. Seven's seven's a large number, especially considering the low over under at forty four. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I just I'm a little worried that uh, you know the Eagles might be down early, and uh, you know that Steelers defense might just go into prevent in the fourth quarter, uh, let up a, a backdoor cover situation. I can see anytime you get you know the minus seven number or anything north of that, that's when you kind of run into these issues where uh, the NFL defenses can just you know they get into prevent and they're they're fine letting teams score late in the game, just you know in the favor of chewing up clock. So you got to keep that in mind. Um, but even still, I think the Steelers' defense is just is just too much. Um, and quite frankly, this Eagles' offense hasn't uh, shown to be nearly as explosive as they have in years past. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball for them, and their defense is banged up as well. Um, you know, Steelers should be able to put up enough points in this one. Keep an eye on the forecast. As of right now, uh, it doesn't look like uh, there's going to be any residual rains hitting uh, Pittsburgh from this uh, hurricane that's uh, going to be traveling up through like the you know south and uh, it's kind of lower Midwest. So uh, I'm I'm going to lean Steelers for now, uh, but I'll keep an eye on it, and uh, I'm not as confident as the other two guys are here. Um, backdoor covers got me worried. Oh yeah. Well, I kind of great point on the the weather. That that is something that if looks like there's rain coming in, then yeah, I'd, I probably wouldn't be confident with this minus seven anymore. All right, next game up, uh, we're gonna keep it in the AFC North. It is the Cincinnati Bengals heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are twelve and a half point favorites at home in this one, with an over under set at fifty one. Robbie starts off. You, you talked about the Eagles possibly being a backdoor cover. This is kind of how I'm seeing this Bengals team in, in this game. Um, the Bengals have been putting up a, a fight in every single game so far. Um, even if they're, they've been down by quite a bit, they've still Joe Burrow, you know, he's, he's got a little fire in him. He, he always finds a way to battle back into it. And I know the Ravens are just so good, but 12 and a half points is a lot, uh, especially for her. <laughs> A, a divisional game um but yeah this i mean this Bengals, this young Bengals team they're, they're looking good um relatively so uh for but um yeah i think this is just screams backdoor cover to me yeah um yeah i'm, I'm gonna go against you guys again uh I'm, I'm gonna take the ravens here to cover the 12 and a half you know going back to last year they they've really really done a good job of uh you know covering these big lines against teams they should beat um you know they're not a team that's going to let up either on either side of the ball um you know until they're up 30 and then they'll put in rg3 and then he might even score so far so good this year too yeah um, especially like browns earlier to start off the season last week last against week, the team week, yeah yep. uh so i i mean i have a lot of faith in his team covering the one thing i will say is um deshaun watson or uh, Lamar Jackson came up on injury report today with a knee thing. I, I I don't think it's serious, but that's just something to keep an eye on because, you know, if he's limited in any way in the run game, that could significantly change uh, my opinion on this game. But as of now, I'm going to take the Ravens to cover at home. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to lean Bengals here. It's just uh, 12 and a half has me worried in no way, shape, or form do I think the Ravens lose this game. Uh, I think this is a good candidate for a teaser for those of you out there that like to do that. Uh, whether you want to take it down, I think uh, if you get this down to six and a half, I think that's a pretty good number. I wouldn't be worried about that at all. Um, 
But uh, at twelve and a half, I, like Robbie said, I'm I'm a little bit worried about a backdoor cover here. Yeah, um, you know, Joe Burrow has uh, has shown enough early on in the year to know that, that he's at least capable. Um, you know, got a great win last week against the Jags. You know, it's good to see him uh, kind of get over that hurdle. Um, now this is a you know much different animal that he's facing this week. Uh, but you know, I I think they'll be able to put up enough points on the board here to keep things close, at least as far as the spread is concerned. And, um, I just think the 12 and a half will be dicey at the end. And, uh, you know, with that in mind, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll lean on a backdoor cover situation here. Uh, similar to what I was worried about with, uh, the Eagles in the previous game. Just, uh, I think, you know, the Bengals could, uh, could get one late on the Ravens with, uh, you know, the defense and, uh, prevent coverage. So, um, we'll see though. Uh, probably not one that I'm going to bet on. All right, next up guys, it is the Carolina Panthers heading to Atlanta to take on the winless Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are two and a half point favorites at home in this one with an over under set at 54. Adam, we're going to have you start this one off. Uh, this, this line sort of jumped out to me. Um, and I, and I love it. So I'm going to lock up the Panthers money line as my lock this week. It's a lock! No! Um, you know, I, I don't know what they're going, what's going on on the sidelines at Carolina with all the floppy hats that the whole staff's wearing. Even Christian McCaffrey's got one on. Um, but I tell you what, the, the, the offensive scheme they got going right now um, is, is impressive. It, it's better. Their, their offense is better as a whole than just the sum of the parts. Um, they, I mean, they, 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 they took a guy like Robbie Anderson off the scraps, and, you know, he's looking excellent, um, you know, as they're, as they're wide out. And they still got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Mike Davis is looking like one of the best running backs in the league right now. He's making everybody miss. X-Bear. Um, X-Bear, yeah, he you got the first carry, and uh, <laughs> don't get me. <laughs> I don't want to get into the Bears. No, but I, I, I think this Panthers team is is is, is definitely surprised me. I, I really like what I see. I know the defense isn't that great, but you know they look like a top ten offense, and I did not expect that, especially after McCaffrey went down. And on the other side, you got a Falcons team that you know I'm worried that they might just fall off hard. You know, you, you got a, a lot of tenure there, a lot of guys that have been there for years. Um, you know, I I really don't think Julio's going to play. And I mean, we saw last week and even a little bit the week before, Calvin Ridley is not as effective on the field without uh, Julio Jones. And, you know, I, I've, defense looked pathetic against the Pan- or Packers on Monday night, especially in the first half. Um, you know, I, I really don't know how they're favored in this game. So, yeah, give me the Panthers all day money line. Yeah, I'm with you, Adam. I feel really confident about this one as well. I, I love the Panthers in this game. Same thing. This line just jumped off. Uh, I, I'm surprised that this wasn't uh, a pick or even slightly favored to the Panthers, even though the Falcons are at home. Uh, I think there are supposed to be a few thousand fans in attendance. Not that it, I don't think it really matters. Um, the Panthers are just doing a great job of not turning the ball over. Uh, they've got a really creative running game uh, with the way that they're uh, – Utilizing their backs right now, um, you know, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater is just, uh, he's really taking care of the ball well, and uh, he's being smart about the way he's using his uh, his assets, and uh, 
you know, they've been able to get a couple big plays. It's like Robbie Anderson was a, was a really key piece for them to add because he just, you know, he added kind of a guy that could take the top off the defense. Um, you know, that just, it doesn't appear that Curtis Samuels at that point yet. Uh, I think a lot of people thought that'd be him, but, uh, Nonetheless, I mean, they've just got a lot of good options on the offensive side of the ball there. Um, and, you know, they really haven't missed a beat since McCaffrey's been out. So that's a that's a testament to uh, solid game planning at the coaching level and, and uh, you know, good personnel and, uh, you know, uh, quite frankly, just managing the game at the quarterback level uh, by Bridgewater. The defense has been better than uh, we anticipated. Uh, a lot of people thought this Panthers defense would be a dumpster fire going into the year. They've showed a lot of fight. Um, I like the Panthers in this one. The Falcons have shown me nothing, uh, to say that they can, uh, run away with a game at this point. Um, so I think worst case scenario, this is going to come down to the last drive. Um, and even if the Falcons win by a couple, uh, you still got a chance to cover in this one. So I like the Panthers here. Uh, I think this one's a no brainer. Um, I, I, I'm not as confident in this game as you are, but I'm going to be on the Panthers side. I've kind of been flip-flopping just because it, it just seems too good to be true for the Panthers, especially when the Falcons, I mean, they got to win one eventually, right? They've they've got the talent. But then again, the Falcons, their secondary that is bad already is Even more now decimated. Um, I mean, I, I think the Panthers should be able to win this. I don't know. I, I, I just not getting a, as good of a feeling about this one as you guys are. Um, but I, I'll stay on their side. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. I do think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be capable enough to be able to pick up, pick apart this uh, uh, secondary that is non-existent at this point. And uh you know, we we could be seeing a a little bit of a shootout here between these two sides. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's get on to our next game. Uh, so next up, guys, we have the Las Vegas Raiders heading into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are thirteen point favorites in this one, uh, with an over under set at fifty six and a half. Um, I'm gonna be on the Raiders here. Um, I just think that you know this isn't uh this is the Raiders have had trouble with the Chiefs the last few years. Uh they really uh, haven't been able to hang with them uh you know too well in their uh, interdivision games, but I just think um that the Raiders uh they've got a chance this year. Um I think their running game should help them out as long as they can keep the game close enough to continue to utilize it. Uh, I think they can eat up clock because uh, I do think this Chiefs team can be run against. Um, you just can't abandon it early. And that means, uh, you know, just kind of prolonging the game on the defensive end and not allowing the big plays. Um, that's what the Raiders' defense is going to have to be tasked with. If you're going to uh, have the Chiefs, Chiefs are going to put up points. It's just going to happen. Uh, but you got to make them go 10, y- 10 yards at a time rather than, uh, you know, 45 yards at a time. So uh, I like the Raiders to keep this one a little bit closer than 13 suggests. Uh, that's a big number for a division game, uh, so I'll take the Raiders. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I'm going to go with the Raiders too. Um, you know, Chiefs, obviously one of the best teams in the league, but you know their offense hasn't looked particularly great this year, at least as great as they've been the last couple of years. I mean, last week they only put up 26, and seven of those were, were completely due to a drop by Julian Edelman. Um 
I mean, I, I, I expect them to put up points here against the Raiders. I just, you know, I think the Raiders are a good enough team to keep this within 13 points, um, you know, on both sides of the ball. They, they need to somehow find a way to get a pass rush. The Raiders' pass rush this year has been horrible. Um, I think if they can do that, um, you know, I trust I trust uh, Carr to make enough plays to keep this game within two scores. Um, so, yeah, g- g- give me the Raiders for sure. Interdivision, I, I like that. I am going the other way of you guys. I, I, I'm I not feeling great about this game in general, but I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. Um, y- yes, it, it seems like the Raiders in last couple years under Gruden, um, if they're in close game, you know, they're fighting all the way. But if they're in a game that they're getting blown out in, they, they almost have, like, no fight at the end. And I could see the Chiefs end up running away with this one at the end. Um, I, I kind of disagree with, you, Adam, saying that the Chiefs' offense has been looked that great. I mean, the the Pats' defense is still a good unit overall. I mean, Bill Belichick knows how to scheme against opponents, so I'm not too concerned about this recent performance on the, the unexpected Monday night game that we had. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to take it to them, really. I, there's nothing about this Raiders team that really suggests to me that they should be tr- – keeping it close against the former Super Bowl champs. Um, but, you know, I could very well be wrong. Um, that's why I'm not fe- feeling super confident on this one, but I, I still like the Chiefs. All right. Uh, with that, guys, let's go on to our next one here. Uh, it is the Denver Broncos heading to uh, New England to take on the Patriots. Patriots are five-point favorites at home right now. Uh with an over-under set at 48.5. So this is a game with uh, some coronavirus implications uh, because Gilmore uh, came down with the virus. So uh, need to keep that in mind. Um, there's a good chance this game gets delayed or uh, pushed back a week. So uh, you know, just keep that in mind uh, as you look into this. But uh, if this game were to be played on Sunday as scheduled, I like the Broncos right now. I just think... Uh, yeah, that's a team that seems to be playing some, you know, pretty uh, motivated football um, under Vic Fangio. I think he's got the locker room in a good place despite all the injuries that they're dealing with. Um, you know, they're still playing hard. They traveled well uh, to New York uh, last Thursday when they took on the Jets. I know it's the Jets, but, uh, you know, pulling off a, a game on the road in prime time is never easy in the NFL. So especially with the injuries they were dealing with. Pat's side of the ball, I mean, this is uh, this line implies that Cam won't play, and I'm assuming that for these purposes. And, uh, I mean, the Patriots' offense just looked completely out of sorts last week. Um, you know, against the Chiefs, they were just making a lot of mental errors that, uh, you know, we just don't typically see from a Bill Belichick team. I think, uh, especially with Cam out, they're still trying to kind of figure out their offensive identity. Uh, so I, I just anticipate this game being a little bit closer, uh, than I think some people think. So, uh, I'll take the Broncos in what I expect to be a low scoring game. I'm right there with you. Um, the Broncos, uh, they've been, they've been looking better as of late. Um, I, I know, yeah, again, against the Jets, but you know, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton's absent has really stepped up. Uh, I, you know, th- this Broncos team, they, they can put up points if if needed and you know 
Patriots might be missing Stephon Gilmore, it sounds like, and that's that's kind of big for their secondary. I mean, that's still a good good defense overall, but you know, maybe you even get a couple more guys on the Patriots that start popping up with uh, COVID um, positive results. Uh, this game might even get canceled just because of everything that's going on. Um, so, but if it does play, I I think the Broncos could keep it close. Five points seems like a lot, especially with uh, Patriots team without Cam Newton. They kind of look lost out there. That offense, uh, I mean, Damian Harris, he came out, he, he looked he looked great. He looked a lot better than I've seen Sony in the past couple of years. Uh, I, I thought he looked really good, and that should be a, definitely a big bump up for this team. Um, but I just can't picture him running away with this one. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you guys on this one again. I, I, I'm going to go Patriots here. I, I, don't, I don't feel great about it. I probably won't bet it. Um, you know, a lot of their struggles last week were when Brian Hoyer was in the game. Um, you know, I'm not sure he's a NFL quarterback anymore. Um, but, you know, when they moved to Jared Stidham, they were able to move the ball a little bit more. I think it opened up the run game for, for Harris. And, um, you know, the Broncos, you know, they, they, they play pretty good against the Jets. But it is the Jets, um, you know, coming out, out east again. Um, you know, it's just going to be hard for me to against the Patriots here getting minus five at home against you know what we I think we'd all agree is you know a below 500 team um so even with all the issues with COVID I think they find a way to get this done and and I'm, I'm taking the Patriots all right uh next one up we've got another one that's up in the air uh, due to coronavirus uh, it's uh a shame too because it would have been uh or it looks to be a very good game um we've got the Buffalo Bills heading to Nashville to take on the Titans uh, Titans are originally set as uh, one-point favorites in this one at home with an over-under set at 49. Uh, this game is definitely supposed to be impacted by the rains and winds of Hurricane Delta, uh, so need to keep that in mind as well. But, uh, Adam, we're going to go back to you on this one. Why don't you start us off? All right. You know, the, couldn't really find a good line for this. I, I, not not too many books uh, you know, have this one posted yet because of all the uncertainty, but... Um, you know, if if it is Texans or Titans minus one, I'm a, I'm gonna be on the Bills money line. Um, you know, Josh Allen has looked damn impressive this year. Their whole offense is, you know, they can the only the only part of their offense that really isn't looking good right now is the run game. Um, you know, it's a little bit lacking behind what they were last year. Um, but I mean, having said that, I think you know these are two very similar type teams. Um, I think there's just a little bit more firepower on that Bills offense. Um, you know, I line of the over under line is at forty nine. I would probably leave the under on that. Um, I expect this to be a close game, but I think, you know, if it comes down to the last drive, I, I think maybe the Bills are a little bit well positioned than the Titans to, you know, get that, you know, final score if you need it. You know, I, Titans haven't looked too great without AJ Brown, um, and then you know Corey Davis being on the uh, COVID list that they're passing attack is going to be pretty much just John Ewan and Adam Humphreys maybe. So, yeah, give me the Bills here. I, th- I think I saw that I could be wrong. I think I saw Adam Humphreys was on the COVID Yikes. list. I think he was one of the guys I noticed that was on it. They've, they've got quite a few players, which um, kind of has me just leaning Bills um, just, just because of that. But um, 
again in the being in Hurricane Delta, which is mo- very very likely um, if this game is played and it doesn't get canceled because um, this the is the Titans game that team, will be affected by the. This will game. absolutely be def- effective, and I, I think we were talking before the show. Evan made a point. I don't want to steal your thunder right now, but this could be if it's very sloppy that this could be a game where Derrick Henry grinds it out and it just takes over, especially with fresh legs off a bye. Um, that could very much happen. Um, so I, I don't feel really confident about this. I, I think the bills, honestly, when I looked at it, I thought the bills should maybe be favored, especially with all the, um, guy, all the COVID pop-ups that happened for the Titans. Um, so I, I'm I'm gonna be on the Bills side too with you, Adam. But I'm not confident. I'm not confident this game's even gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think about this game, and I'd probably say, under normal circumstances, take the crowd out of it. Let's just say there's still no crowd. Um, with the Bills traveling, say everybody's healthy for the Titans. I'd probably give the Titans minus two, minus two and a half. And with everything that they've been through over the last week and a half, um, for them to still be minus one, you know, with all the guys that are out, um, and you know, just just the confusion and everything that's taking place, I I have a hard time believing that team's just going to be fully ready to play. Um, I'm, I'm leading Bills here. I expect this to be a sloppy game, um, but. I just think the Bills are going to be able to move the ball a little bit better. Um, you know, Josh Allen's mobility will certainly help them in this game. Uh, I expect a lot of, you know, especially if the weather's going to be bad, uh, it's really helpful to kind of rely on those, uh, you know, play-action rollout type passes to try to get chunk plays. Um, and, you know, that's uh, something that Allen's pretty good at. So uh, I, I think there'll be just enough plays in the passing game for the Bills to get this one uh, by the Titans. I just think the Titans are going to be a little bit too one-dimensional with uh, you know, so many people out on the offensive side of the ball for them. And uh, A.J. Brown, I know he's got a chance to play, um, but uh, you know, I, I still expect him to be limited out there. So really the only full-go guy is Johnny Smith, and that's just it's going to be really easy for the Bills to key on him. So uh, I'm going to lean the Bills here plus one. All right, guys, uh, next one up, we've got the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, heading out east to take on the New York Jets. Jets are seven-point dogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 47. Robbie, why don't you start us off? This is uh, this is not a game I'm really looking forward to with how underwhelming this Cardinals offense has been and the Jets, you know, they're going to be still Jets. Hey, we're going to see a little Joe Flacco action here. Sam Darnold's going to be out for this game. Love Bell back. Got Love Bell. He's expected to be activated off the IR. He practiced today. Um, we'll, we'll see. He he's probably will play. I, I, I'd expect him to. Um, but, man, seven points. It doesn't seem a lot for a team going up against the Jets, but with how the Cardinals have been playing, it leaves some question marks for me. Um, I'm going to side with the Cardinals here that this is a get-right game for them. They've, their run game has just not been clicking yet, and I think that's a big thing that's been missing from what they ended the season so well last year is that they just had a great run game, and they're able 
to get moving on offense because of that. Um, I, th- I think this Jets defense is bad enough that uh, this this will be a get right game for them for Kenyon Drake uh, for Chase Edmonds. Well, Chase Edmonds, I guess, has been okay in his limited work. Um, but yeah, I'm, there's it's just not an exciting game for me. Um, I don't know what what do you guys have to say about this? I mean, Joe Flacco doesn't excite you. <laughs> you know he's. He's he always excites me for the last he's elite twenty years he he is an elite QB uh, always has been. you know I I feel the same way and that's when I, I I'm not gonna bet this game um you know I'm if I had to choose I'm gonna take the Cardinals um minus seven um but you know they look they burned us both the last two weeks in a row um I think out of any team in the league they're one of the teams that struggles most with traveling across country um it seems like every time they head out to the East Coast. They really underwhelm. Um, you know, you could see that happen this week. Um, they, they should win this game. I just, you know, their defense, especially their linebackers, their linebackers look so bad. They were just getting torched by any running back for the Panthers last week. Um, you know, and you know maybe LaBelle has a good game here. Um, but, yeah, I don't feel great about this. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going to lean Cardinals as well. Um you know, I know the Jets. Uh, I mean, Flacco coming in, maybe maybe it gives him a shot in the arm. Uh, who's to say, really? Uh, that Jets team is kind of a shit show as it is. Lev Bell coming back should help them. Uh, you know, he'll take up a lot of snaps and uh, a lot of the offensive volume, uh, so he can be a workhorse for them. But I just think, you know, Kingsbury's going to get this team uh, in a good place. I think for this game there. They gotta be able to stop this free fall. The last two weeks have not been pretty. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit tougher uh, because they're going on the road and they're traveling cross uh, cross country in this one. But even still, I just think uh, you know the total offensive weapons uh, that the Cardinals have. I mean, the Jets the Jets allowed what thirty thirty eight to the Broncos last Thursday. Uh, at least mid thirties. I can't remember the exact score, but they allowed you know to. A, uh, a third string quarterback um, you know and, and now you've got this Cardinals team coming in with way more weapons um, I just I just can't really see the Jets being able to stop anybody in this game and I think the Cardinals defense will do just enough uh, so I'm gonna lean uh, I'm gonna lean Cardinals here I think they're gonna be able to cover the seven. All right uh, next one up guys we've got an NFC East matchup. This one is the New York Giants taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Uh, Dallas is 9.5-point favorites at home with an over-under set at 54. Um, so, uh, guys, I, uh, I'm i on the Giants here. Plus 9.5 is a ton uh, for a division game that I expect to be highly contested. Um, I don't know what the Cowboys have shown the last four weeks to show that they can run away with it, uh, any game, especially the way their defense is set up right now. Uh, they can't stop anybody. Um, so with that in mind, I mean, uh, you know, this Giants team is banged up and they've got a lot of injuries and, you know, a lot of their star power is out, you know, especially without Saquon. But I, I, this defense for the Cowboys is just atrocious. I mean, the Browns really hadn't shown much offensive firepower previous to last week and all of a sudden they just put up an absolute number on them on the road uh 
So why can't the Giants uh, do something similar and keep this game close? Uh, plus nine and a half is a lot, so I'm going to lean on the G-men. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, love the Giants to cover the nine and a half. Um, I think the big thing here that you didn't touch on is the revenge aspect of this game. Um, with Jason Garrett coming back into the Jerry oh, Dome, the man, clapper. The clapper. How could I forget? Do You know what? If you would have told me last they're going <laughs> – at this point, week five this year, that you know, I, I would be missing Jason Garrett as the head coach from ah, and Mike McCarthy. Man, that guy is out of his so element. Yeah. He is, and and I don't know what's going on with that defense. That, that they've played some of the worst defense I've I've ever seen. Um, especially last week, that was terrible. Um, you know, I I look at this game. You, you know, nine and a half is way too much points, and I think people are looking at the Giants' offense as you know not being that good. Well, their first four games have been Steelers, Bears, 49ers, Rams. Those are four really good defenses. You know, I think this is a huge bounce back week, get right week for uh, Danny Dimes. Uh, you know, if he can hold on to the football, I think they, you know, probably will you know, cover this and make this. A, I, I, I think this could be a close game. So, yeah, I love the Giants here with a whole nine and a half points uh, in their division. These two teams play each other pretty close year in and year out. Yeah, I love the Giants. I can see the Giants winning this game in like some crazy, stupid Dallas loss. It, it, like Mike McCarthy does something dumb in the Giants. The Giants could, are so in the division right now at 0 4. Yeah. You know, it's it, NFC it least. It could be a good play on the money line for the Giants, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'm with you there. Giants all the way on this one. Um, I just can't tr- trust the Cowboys. Well, first of all, the Cowboys can't even cover what, like a four point spread and i i know people don't have high expectations for the giants but that's a lot of points nine and a half there i i absolutely with you the giants are going to be able to get something going this cowboys defense has just looked awful yeah, this should be two oh and four teams so playing bad. each other you know it, the, the cowboys just got lucky against the falcons because okay. the falcons want to lose more um but i i don't this could be a fun shootout to watch between these two teams. We'll see. But, Cowboys' yeah. O-line is not in great shape, no. and no, uh, it, it it's lost. causing a lot of problems for them on the offensive side. Cowboys are just turnover prone right now. It's Well, Giants are turnover prone already. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, by proxy with Danny Dimes for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I think if you bet the Giants in this one, you give yourself a lot of outs. I mean, you got the backdoor cover element of this. Uh, you've got, I mean, there's a chance, like I said, I think the Giants could, could come out here and surprise people, uh, especially if the Cowboys, you know, can't protect Dak early on and uh, fall behind. Uh, you know, they kind of abandoned the run pretty early on last week against Cleveland. And, uh, you know, I don't know that the Giants are going to be able to jump all over the Cowboys in the same way that the Browns did, but uh, I still think the Giants can can keep this game close. So, yeah, I'm glad we're kind of all on the same page here. We love the Giants in this one. We've just watched the Cowboys just look atrocious uh, on the defensive side of the ball for too long here to have any confidence in them. All right, next up we have the Indianapolis Colts uh, taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, Browns are actually one-and-a-half-point underdogs in this one with a spread or with an over-under of 46 and a half. Um, Adam, why don't you start us off here? You know, this is, I'm excited to watch this game. Um, these are two teams that, you know, are, you know, have a lot of momentum going in the AFC. 
have a hard time believing these are both playoff teams. One of them probably will be. Um, but, you know, I, I, this is another game where I think, you know, very even matchup could go 50-50. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns at home. Um, I'll actually take them money line too. They, 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 they were really impressive last week. Um, and I just think that they got more playmakers, um, than the Colts do. You know, the Colts really struggled to run the ball last week. Um, you know, methodical, a lot of field goals. You know, I, I think they probably, you know, maybe put up somewhere in 20, 20 point range like they did last week. Uh, but I think the Browns offense is, is much superior to what we saw at Soldier Field last week with the Bears and you know the Kareem Hunt, my God, he he looks amazing. Um, yeah, I th- I think the Browns find a way to win this game. Uh, I'm gonna be opposite side of you, and actually, this was one of the games that I was debating for my lock. Um, I love the Colts here, um, and I know the Colts. They, these are two, three, one teams right now. And I think they're two very different three and one teams. Colts are way better three and one, and Browns are just I I don't think they really have are that deserving of three and one. Especially the Brown, I mean Colts they lost first game against Jags. Yeah, Jags have just been playing the AFC South real well, but since then Colts have just been looking pretty good. Um, defense has definitely looked a lot better than what that first game showed me. Um, but the Browns they've just. I mean, I'm going to go through their games. They got smoked by the Ravens, and then they, they, I mean, they they did pull ahead by a little bit, and the Bengals did come back against them. Um, and then going back to that, the against the team, we 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 all loved the team that week, but there was just a bunch of turnovers from Dwayne Haskins um, that contributed to this. And then this past week against the Cowboys, Cowboys just shot themselves in the foot so much, and. I know on paper the Cowboys, we think they should be good, but I mean they they've been very turnover prone, um, and that kind of led to a bunch of field position, a lot of uh, the Cowboys defense being on the field so much, so many times, and you know I just thought it was very interesting too. I'm gonna throw this one out. Cowboys have the third worst turnover percentage in the league at 18.4%. The other two are in the same division. Can you guys guess which one is not the other two? Which one has a better turnover percentage than the Cowboys? Can't be the team. It's the team. No way. What? It's, it goes the worst is the Giants. Then it's the Eagles. And then it's the Cowboys. Team wow. are still pretty bad, though. But, yeah, yeah that, that – I mean, I, I don't think I have to say anymore that this – division is trash and it shouldn't really mean anything that they beat up on this division the past two weeks this is going to be a tough tougher team for against the Colts and I really liked what I saw I think the Colts yeah they're you got Phillip Rivers who, but who have the Colts played though that's impressed you you know they, they, they beat the Vikings the Jets and the Bears the I, undefeated Bears at the time yeah but they're able to their defense was able to limit the Vikings who's since then have just been an offensive explosion. I mean, this. I think this defense is for real right now. Oh, yeah, um, I agree with that. that. That explosion you saw from the Browns last week, I don't think you're going to get close to a repeat this week. I'm, I'm loving the Colts. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the last time we saw the Browns play, like a truly 
elite level defense. It was the Ravens, and they looked absolutely lost out there. Mm-hmm. And I think we could see some similar struggles for this Browns team against the Colts uh, this week. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think that the Colts are just, uh, that defense throws a lot of wrinkles at them, um, and it's going to cause some trouble for Baker. Uh, you know, Baker's had some success against uh, some weaker defenses like the uh, the Bengals and the Cowboys. Um, but, uh, you know, like Adam pointed out, uh, I think it was Adam, maybe it was you, Robbie, but um, really that game against the team, I mean, that offense was just helped out by the immense amount of turnovers. Uh you know, from from Washington, and uh, I I just I don't really have the confidence in this uh, Browns team yet. You know, yeah, I know it was an impressive offensive breakout last week against the Cowboys. I'm chalking that up to how bad that Cowboys defense is more so than uh, how I'm feeling about the Browns offense. Only thing that has me a little worried about this, and it's probably the reason I won't bet on it, is I I really worry about that Browns defense, especially their front seven. And the ability to get after the quarterback, Miles Garrett's just really causing problems right now. And uh, I mean, he could be a game breaker in this one, and really give an absolutely immobile Philip Rivers fits. Um, so I think that's gonna be the key to this one. I'm gonna lean uh, Colts here, but uh, if the Browns are able to get sustainable pressure, uh, they should be able to win this one. I will say that is what you said about the Bears Colts game last week. Yep, and the Bears couldn't get pressure. Uh, all right, next game up, we've got the Miami Dolphins uh, taking on the 49ers, and the 49ers are at home in this one and are seven-point favorites. Over-under is set at 46-and-a-half. Um, guys, this has to be one of the longer flights in the NFL. Probably the only longer one is Miami to Seattle. I don't, I'm thinking about it. I don't know why I'm jumping in on this. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But, it's uh, close enough. Yeah, you know the Niners. Uh, I like them in this one. You know they're they're still trying to get healthy. A lot of injuries, but um, I just think uh, you know it's a long flight here for the Dolphins, and it's a team that uh, you know has has struggled. Uh, I think we kind of thought that the Dolphins would show a little bit more fight against the Seahawks last week, especially with the Seahawks making that flight. Um, but it wasn't meant to be, and uh, I, I don't know. It just seems like the Dolphins are kind of spiraling right now. Uh, it might be two a time. Um, got to see what you got there. I don't know. But uh, this one, I just think the Niners' defense will be a little bit too much for them uh, to handle on the road. Uh, I like the minus seven. Yeah, the road, uh, being on the road for the Dolphins, that's that's not good. The, the whisper is about... Tua possibly coming in. There's even rumors that he would start. Um, those are probably a little fabricated, but um, it doesn't scream good. It's not good signs for the Dolphins. Uh, the Niners just coming off a tough loss against the Eagles. I think they're going to be able to take it to this Dolphins team kind of the way they did a couple weeks ago against the Giants. Um, I feel pretty good about the Niners here. Covering by at least a touchdown. Um, they they may get um, Mostert back. That that one I think is more of a toss up at this point. Um, Jimmy G. Um, he practiced. He he's been practicing. Uh, I I really like the Niners here at minus seven. I like Big Zai. I uh, you know I had the Dolphins marked on. I'll stick with the Dolphins. You know, they were they were competitive uh, last week against the Seahawks. 
Um, you know, and I mean, I think the last two weeks they've looked pretty good as a team. Um, you know, there has been a lot of talk for Tua. I think maybe that's more of a product of, you know, I think this team overall is a little bit impressive and, you know, maybe a change in quarterback change could lead to, you know, this team maybe taking a run at the playoffs. Um, but I don't know. If, I think if Jimmy G plays, I, I, I'd have to flip to the 49ers. But, um, you know, this is probably one I'm not going to touch either way. I, I just, I don't, I don't have a good feel about either of these teams and, you know, at 49ers, I don't know what happened last week. Um, you know, they benched uh, Mullins for Bathard, and, you know, it seemed like Kittle was the only way that they were moving the ball. Um, and and I, I think the Dolphins' defense is a little bit better than people think. And, you know, this, this could be a low, lower-scoring game. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll stick with the Dolphins here. All right. Uh, next game up, we've got uh, Sunday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings heading out west to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks are seven-point favorites at home with an over-under in this one at 57. Uh, guys, I'll take the lead here. This is a game I'm pretty confident in. Um, I've got, uh, well, I guess it's it's uh, two words for you. Primetime Cousins. Oh. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's it a gold me, mine. It it makes my decision for me. Um, in in all reality, though, I know the Vikings' offense has been uh, on the come up the last few weeks. They've they've looked dynamic. Uh, Thielen um, looks like he hasn't missed a beat, and he's kind of back to his uh, level that he was a couple of years ago. So he's looking really strong. Delvin Cook is an absolute uh, game changer for them as well. He's really just taken off uh, and and looking electric out there. That said, though. Um, I, I still think Russell Wilson is going to be uh, too much to handle here at home. Um, yeah, that that Seahawks offense is just clicking on all cylinders right now. Uh, I I just continue to be impressed by DK Metcalf. Um, he's just he's the next great wide receiver I think in the NFL. Um, yeah, I, I I can't I can't say that enough. Uh, but uh, I, I'm I'm leaning the Seahawks here. I just think Cousins is going to make a few primetime mistakes, and it'll turn the tides in this one, and uh, you know, uh, lead it to be somewhat of a, a blowout. So I like the Seahawks here minus seven. I'm I'm gonna side with you on this one. Uh, I'm not feeling as great a, uh, as you are. Uh, I will admit the Cousins primetime I didn't even think about, but that's. Uh, it makes me feel a little better about being on the Seahawks side, but I, I definitely see this just two, two bad secondaries, really, um, that I think Russell Wilson will be able to take advantage of the Vikings and, yeah, DK Metcalf. Maybe we'll see a little more Tyler Lockett this week. Uh, and on the Vikings side, Justin Jefferson's also been looking good. He's been uh, help, helping out Thielen on the other side. Um he he's been great for this kind of Vikings resurgence on offense. Um so I kind of see this as a, a shootout going back and forth which hey that's going to pr- be exciting to watch 50, on Sunday night. 57 I, point over under. That's that's, that's that's huge. That's high and you know I kind of believe it. I really believe it between these two teams. Um so because it's a shootout I'm not feeling great about the Seahawks minus 7 because I think the Vikings are going to be putting up a lot of points to keep it close, but um, you know, I I think Seahawks fully have the ability to pull away in this one. 
See, if this was not a primetime game, I, I'd be pretty confident in picking the Vikings. But, you know, that's a recipe for disaster when you're, when you're betting on primetime uh, Kirk Cousins, man. It, but having said that, I think the Vikings, you know, they really impressive win last week. They needed it, and they came through. Um, and I think they could sort of capitalize on the Seahawks secondary that uh, Jamal Adams is going to be out again. Um, I, I don't see them having any problem whatsoever moving the ball on the Seahawks defense. Um, you know, it's going to be a shootout like we mentioned. I just I just think that Vikings are good enough to keep this as a one-score game. So, um, you know, I, I probably won't bet on it, but, you know, take me give me the Vikings. Do you think uh, Kirk Cousins struggles with these primetime games because he's too busy thinking about his uh, therapeutic mattress? Oh, sleep number. Yeah, sleep, sleep number. Yeah. <laughs> He just wants to go to sleep, you know? Sleepy Gary. He is a sleepy Gary. Sleepy Kirk. All right. Uh, last game of the week, guys. Uh, Monday Night Football. It is the Los Angeles Chargers heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints for some Monday Night Football. Uh, Saints are seven and a half point favorites here at home, and the over-under is set at 51. Uh, Robbie, why don't we have you lead here? Yeah, this, this might be... I, I'm thinking this might be a little closer game than the seven and a half line implies right here. Uh, yes, I know the Chargers um, are—they just lost Austin Eckler, um, but they've got a hot, healthy uh, Justin Jackson and pair him up with Josh Kelly. They could—they could run that backfield pretty fine. Uh, Saints. I'm not expecting Michael Thomas to come back. I, I feel like it, at this point. It's more of a distraction for the other team for their game plans to just say, hey, he might come back this week, but I, I don't think this is the time he's going to get healthy yet. I, I'd give it another week or two, really. Um, but one of the things that would be an advantage to the Saints is, well, they're, they're front seven. You know, they're good at stopping the run, which I, I think to, Fresh Legs and uh, Justin Jackson could help out. Um and, you know, that pass rush, I, I think they can get. But, man, Herbert's been so good under pressure that, so far this year. He's He's been – I mean, he, he should have the job when it's all said and done. It's kind of unfortunate the way he got it um, with the punctured lung to Tyrod. But, I mean, this this is just what happens. Um, but I, I think the Chargers can keep it close here. Um Nothing about that Saints offense has really excited me um, in making me think that they're going to just run away with it. I know Drew Brees loves prime time, um, and this is in New Orleans, but I'm going to side with the Chargers. I don't feel great about it, but I I think it's going to be a close one and maybe maybe a good one to watch on Monday night. You know, same. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers here. Um, You know, I think the Saints... I mean, I, I don't think they've looked all that impressive. I know two and two team, um, you know, they, they had, they had a, good, a lot of success running the ball against the Lions last week. <sighs> Man, I Chargers got a good enough defense where I don't think that the Saints could run run over them like they did the Lions. And Herbert, like you guys mentioned, I mean, he looks really good. He, he's got he's got a really good deep ball. Um, arm strength is there. You know, <sighs> Yeah, I, I, just, I just think that 
this Chargers team, the way, the way they play, I think they're going to be sticking with teams. And, you know, seven and a half is too much here for a Saints team that without Michael Thomas is, you know, really been unimpressive. So I, I agree with you guys. I'm going to be on the Chargers in this one. Yeah, I uh, I agree, guys. Uh, you know, you made a lot of my points for me here. The, the Saints have not impressed me uh, over the course of the season. Got a good victory week one against the Bucks. Um but really since then just haven't looked that good. I mean, even last week against uh, the Lions, the Lions jumped all over them early and they had to really rally and uh, put something together uh, fast. So, I mean, um, I don't know. I just I don't feel great about where the Saints team is at. And for the Chargers, I mean, Herbert is really looking good. Um, I'm really impressed with the way that uh, he's throwing the ball out there. He's you know standing in the pocket under pressure uh, real well. Um, and, and the running backs, Robbie, as you pointed out, they can essentially run that two-back system with Justin Jackson uh, and uh, Joshua Kelly just as well as they could with Eckler in there, I think. So I feel uh, pretty confident that, you know, that I don't think they'll lose too much uh, from losing Eckler. Um, with that said, though, um, I don't know necessarily that I'm saying the Chargers will beat them here, but 7.5 is just... It's just too much. Um, at Saints team, I mean, it's pretty much Alvin Kamara against 11 guys on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I just think the Chargers are going to be able to key on them and, and keep this game relatively close uh, on the road. So uh, give me the, the Chargers plus 7.5 and, and lock it up. It's a lock. No. Well, that's how we do it, guys. We, we end our picks on a lock. Uh, so why don't we take a look at uh, where we're at with our consensus picks. So this week, we're feeling really good about the Steelers. We all really like the Panthers, and we were pretty confident against the Giants, uh, against the Cowboys there. So I think we're going Steelers, Panthers, Giants for our consensus picks against uh, <sighs> against the spread here. So, uh, you know, we'll, just a reminder, we'll put 25 on each of those and then 25 on the parlay. Uh, and, and get into it there. Uh, but guys, before we wrap up, anything else to add? Yeah, let's hit this one this week. I feel real good about these, at least the three we got. We're, we're certainly do, that's for sure. The G. The G, man, we'll be looking for them. All right, well, until next week, guys, uh, good luck with the uh, gambling this week, and we will see you next time.